Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. If you're like me and suffer from insomnia, you know what? That's not fun. You know, I tried everything. I couldn't get a good night's sleep. And this is neither drug nor alcohol induced. That's right. It is my pillow. Mike Lindell invented it, and he fitted me for my first my pillow, and it's changed my life. I fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and the good news, you can too. Just go to mypillow.com, promo code Sean, and take advantage of one of Mike Lindell's best offers, his special four pack. You get 50% off two my pillow premium pillows, two go anywhere pillows. Now, my pillow's made in the USA, has a 60 day unconditional money back guarantee, no risk to you, and a 10 year warranty. You don't want to spend more sleepless nights on a pillow tossing and turning that's not working for you. Just go to MyPillow.com right now. Use the promo code Sean, and you get Mike Lindell's special four-pack. You get two MyPillow premium pillows, two go-anywhere pillows, 50% off, and you'll start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep-healing and recuperative sleep you've been craving and deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Sean. All right, glad you're with us. Happy Friday. We um, This is the biggest a federal judge slapping down Mueller beatdown that I think I've ever seen in my life. Hang tight. Buckle up. This is huge news we're going to get to. Let me just dip in here, though. The president is speaking at the NRA. has had a lot to say already about how important the 2018 elections are, how important this is, which is what we've been saying. We are our country be overwhelmed, and we're going to demand Congress to secure the border in the upcoming CR. It's going to be very soon. It's going to be very soon. In recent months, Democratic lawmakers have voted against legislation to close deadly immigration loopholes, like catch and release. How about that one? We caught them. Oh, release them. Bye-bye. Welcome to America. Welcome to America. That's what we have. We're going to keep the violent criminals out. Senate Democrats like John Tester, you saw what happened there. What he did to one of the finest people in our country. 
What he did to the Admiral, what he did is a disgrace. John Tester, Bill Nelson, and Bob Casey voted against Kate's law, legislation named for Kate Steinle, who was gunned down by a five-time deported illegal immigrant. And you saw what happened with that court case. Can you believe the result of that court case? Can you believe that? The same senators, along with nearly every other Democrat, also voted to protect something that's actually becoming very unpopular, sanctuary cities. Can you believe finally people are starting to get it? Democrats and liberals in Congress want to disarm law-abiding Americans at the same time they're releasing dangerous criminal aliens and savage gang members onto our streets. These countries send up their worst. Remember what my opening speech, I got criticized for it, remember? Well, guess what? They're not sending their finest, that I can tell you. We're getting some real beauties in here. But we're taking MS-13 horrible killer gang members, we're getting them out because our guys are much tougher than theirs. There is not even a little bit of a contest. And that's the only language they understand. That's the only language they understand. These are savage killers. My administration believes our city should be safe havens for Americans, not sanctuaries for criminals. And we believe that violent gang members must be thrown out of our country immediately, not let to stay, to fester, and to get larger. We get them out, and we are taking them out by the thousands. And if we had the right laws, which we can have very quickly with cooperation, we wouldn't even have a problem. It'd be so much better, so much easier. We believe that politicians who put criminal aliens before American citizens should be voted out of office immediately. As we secure our borders, we're also supporting the heroes who fight crime, serve our citizens. Election as uh, as he goes through his list. Uh, anyway, that that is his speech live as it's happening uh, before the uh, NRA right now. Uh, we have so much breaking news. I, I might otherwise stay with this, and we'll be we'll, we'll be watching and monitoring if he says anything else. He did talk at length about how important the 2018 elections are, and clearly when the next uh, when the next bill comes up as it relates to the budget in September, he is saying that. He's willing to shut the government down. That puts every congressman and every senator up for election in a direct path of a politically volatile issue, and that is the issue of building and funding completely the border wall, which, you know what, the president is using every power he has. All right, let me let me start here with, with something that is unbelievable. A federal judge today slapped down so hard Mueller and his merry band of Democratic donors involved in this witch hunt. He said, basically, he said everything but that this is a witch hunt. 
it was a stunning act of courage from the judiciary branch of government, and it absolutely pierced the the real truth behind the Mueller investigation. I it is it is that stunning, and I think it is now the beginning of what will become a long process where eventually the truth and the Constitution and the rule of law wins out in spite of deep, deep state operatives involved in nefarious activities, abuse of power and corruption at a level I've not seen in my lifetime. And I can't think of either. So at long last, you have somebody with the courage to actually call out Mueller's investigation for what it is. Now, what happened earlier today, you had a federal judge presiding over Paul Manafort's case, accused Mueller's prosecutors in open court, showing at times real flashes of anger that, quote, that they are lying. Judge in this case, his name is T.S. Ellis. And he also said the only reason that Mueller was pursuing charges against Manafort was to get him to flip on President Trump so Mueller could make a case for impeachment. He nailed it. You finally have somebody in the legal system brave enough to stand up for the rule of law and stand up to a a prosecutor that has gone off the rails in what is a witch hunt against the president. This all took place in Alexandria, Virginia earlier today, and the judge expressed deep and wide skepticism today about the validity of one of the indictments against Paul Manafort, the chairman former chairman of President Donald Trump's campaign. Now, Manafort appeared in court Friday to seek the dismissal of the charges that were outlined in the Virginia indictment. Remember, there were two separate cases we're talking about. In this particular case, the judge appeared receptive, at least in large part, to Manafort's uh, lawyer's argument that because the counts are not related to the Russia investigation, they should be dismissed. It is a it is the right and the compelling argument based on the rule of law here that they've gone so afar from their original mandate. Now you got to remember, special counsels have a tendency to go way beyond what the scope of the investigation had to do with. In the case of Manafort, now we're talking about bank fraud charges involving involving nothing to do with Russia, nothing to do with the campaign. You know, going back to 2005 and six. Anyway, so the judge, U.S. District Judge T.S. Eliot, the third, told Mueller's prosecutors, I couldn't believe it when I saw this. I don't see what relation this indictment has with what the special counsel is authorized to investigate. You don't really care about Mr. Manafort's bank fraud. What you really care about is what information Mr. Manafort could give you that would reflect on Mr. Trump or lead to his prosecution or impeachment. Wow. Not only is he right, he stated it frankly and right up front. The whole purpose here, and prosecutors play this game all the time, well, if you give me information on on person A or person B, then we'll let you off the hook. Patrick Fitzgerald, he was never interested in Scooter Libby. He wanted Scooter Libby to give up anything as it related to Vice President Cheney at the time. And Scooter Libby wasn't going to lie to make his life easier. It took 15 years for him to get the pardon that he deserved, and he got it from President Trump. I mean, that whole case, 
you know, was supposed to be who leaked the information about Valerie Plain, a covert operative, which she was not. Well, turned out on day one or two, Patrick Fitzgerald, by the way, interestingly enough, one of Comey's attorneys, one of the people Comey leaked that classified information to, or the, the privileged information to, now is an attorney for Comey. Anyway, so the prosecutors, they tried to argue today that their investigative powers were outlined in both Rod Rosenstein's letter appointing Mueller in May and the memo he issued in August. Yeah, after the fact, if you remember in that particular case, <laughs> well, we'll give you the mandate after you did what you did, which is ridiculous. And they added that they also had additional authority that they could not disclose in the courtroom because it related to an ongoing investigate ongoing investigations that could affect national security. The judge wasn't buying any of it. And he characterized Robert Mueller's special counsel's office and their argument as, quote, we said that this was what this investigation was about, but we're not bound by it. And we were lying. And then he said, come on, man. In court, the judge said this. Now, Ellis didn't make an immediate ruling on the Manafort motion to dismiss. Trial date for that is set on July 10th. And although Mueller's authority has been tested in court before, this hearing today was notable. This Judge Ellis's decision to wade into this, to, to what this entire mandate was about and how afar Robert Mueller and his merry band of Democratic donors have gone is absolutely right. And then that's when he said, you don't really care about Mr. Manafort's bank fraud. He said to the prosecutor, Mueller's team, at times, losing his temper, the judge losing his temper. And Ellis said prosecutors were interested in Manafort because of the potential Manafort could provide material that would lead to Donald Trump's prosecution or impeachment, the judge said. Quote, we don't want anyone in this country with unfettered power. And it's unlikely you're going to persuade me that the special prosecutor has power to do anything that he or she wants. He said that to Mueller's attorneys in that courtroom. The American people feel pretty strongly that no one has unfettered power. And then when Mueller's team tried to answer Ellis's question about how the investigation and its charges date back to before Trump, the Trump campaign even formed, the judge shoots back. None of that information has to do with information related to Russian government coordination in the campaign of Donald Trump. Boom. And at one point, the judge posed a hypothetical question, speaking as if he were the prosecutor about why Mueller's office referred a criminal investigation about Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohn, to New York authorities and kept the Manafort case in Virginia. And he said, quote, they weren't interested in it because it didn't further their core effort to get Trump. And then Ellis said it mimicking the prosecutor in this case. Wow. This is a beatdown unlike, I think, any I've ever heard of before. Wow. And the judge is right, by the way. We'll explain all of that when we get back. All right, so you could have harsh treatment to look younger. Why would you risk that? 
Now, Joanne from Connecticut writes, my husband looks 10 years younger because of Genucel. Now, he saw results the first day he used it, and I have also had remarkable results. I can't live without it. Now, imagine bags and puffiness under your eyes gone forever and sagging, drooping eyelids gone forever. It may take years off your appearance. In fact, you're guaranteed to have immediate results in as little as 12 hours or your money back, guaranteed, no questions asked. And now until Mother's Day, well, if you order Genucel, you can try Chamonix's brand-new Genucel Eyelid Lift if you have droopy, sagging eyelids absolutely free. Order now. Chamonix will include also a surprise luxury gift. That's free. Just go to Genucel.com. Genucel.com. Call 800-SKIN-509. 800-SKIN-509. And if you call now, express shipping is also free. 800-SKIN-509. 800-SKIN-509. Genucel.com. That's Genucel.com. I cannot emphasize enough how this is a turning point today. What happened in court as it relates to Paul Manafort, the judge in the case. I don't see what relation this indictment has with what the special counsel is authorized to investigate. You don't care about Mr. Manafort's bank fraud. What you really care about is what information Mr. Manafort could give you that would reflect on Mr. Trump or lead to his prosecution or impeachment. Wow. Do you know that when a judge calls a prosecutor's liar, what did I say? What was I when I look at the team that Mueller had put together and I look, I'll, I'll keep going back to Andrew Weissman as exhibit a. He was the one that that the New York Times refers to as Mueller's pit bull. Well, twice he was excoriated by judges for withholding exculpatory evidence. Remember, tens of thousands of people lost their job because of Andrew Weissman. The, the, the Mueller's top aide is Pitbull at Anderson County. And then it gets worse from there. He was overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court 9-0. Who gets overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court 9-0? Nobody. And then he put four Merrill executives in jail for a year. And that was overturned by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. And now you have a federal judge saying about Mueller's prosecutors in this case that you are lying. Those are the words that came out of this judge's mouth today. And then, it, you know, they try to fight back and Ellis wasn't buying any of it. You know, he's he, he literally characterizing the special counsel's office arguments as we said this was an investigation, what it was about. But we're not bound by it. And we were lying. Come on, man. And the judge was livid, apoplectic because of, of what they did in court today and because of how far they have gone beyond their mandate in this particular case. You don't care about Manafort's bank fraud. You care about getting the president. What Manafort might give you. We don't need anyone in this country with unfettered power, he said. Unlikely you're going to persuade me, the special prosecutor, has power to do anything he or she wants. And the American people feel pretty strongly that no one has unfettered power. Wow. Wow. I, I ju- I'd never heard this type of strong language in a case like this before. This is everything I've been telling you. By the way, the newest Mueller prosecutor donated to Hillary Clinton, just like the rest of them. That's in the Daily Caller today. 
We'll take a break. We'll come back. We have a lot more on this. We've got Geraldo Rivera was going to weigh in on it. Newt Gingrich, Dan Bongino, and much more. All right, glad you're with us now. Uh, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SHAWN. Newt Gingrich at the top of the hour. Later on, Geraldo and Dan Bongino on this very topic. Uh, our buddy Herschel Walker got a big appointment by the president. He's going to check in today uh, on this Friday. All right, so let me give you the headlines. Federal judge accuses Mueller's team, and he used the word lying to target Trump and said, come on, man, that's the judge from the bench saying that. You don't care about Mr. Manafort. U.S. District Judge T.S. Ellis III told Robert Mueller's team, you really care about information that Mr. Manafort can give you to lead to Mr. Trump or an impeachment or whatever. Now, Ellis also demanded to see the unredacted scope memo, which is the the memo, the document outlining. Hang on one second. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm multitasking here. Okay. Um, now, let me read this part of it to you, because uh, this is really, really smart. Now, it, it could be the uh, this is by far the most explosive development of all in the in the hearings in the Manafort case. You know, they, they, when a judge does this, this means this judge is pissed and he's now demanding that Mueller's, you know, team of Democratic donors, including the new edition. We just found out the latest edition of Mueller's team, uh, Uzo Esone, an assistant U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia, is now joining Mueller's team of prosecutors and lo and behold donated nine thousand dollar to clinton's presidential campaign oh shocker another democratic donor appointed by Mueller. Oh, but it's fair and Mueller, of course worked under obama but he's a republican you know somebody was said to me well you know he's a good man he served his country i honor Mueller's service of his country i don't respect him appointing andrew weissman and only democrats i don't respect that he's gone beyond the scope and mandate of what this investigation is supposed to be about. I don't love the aggressive tactics that they've taken. They couldn't have made a call to Paul Manafort's attorney or Michael Cohn's attorney and say, uh, we're outside your door, open it. You know, done it instead of the pre-dawn raid in the way it's been described in the press. They can't do it in a respectful manner. It's unbelievable. What, to scare everybody, intimidate everybody? Anyway, so the judge is demanding that Mueller's prosecutors produce the unredacted version of the memo issued by Rod Rosenstein, which gave Mueller the authority to broaden the scope of the investigation. If my memory serves me, that was after they, in fact, did the the raid on Paul Manafort. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Can we have the permission to do this after? Now, that Rose, it was written after, just a week after. the Ro, Rosenstein wrote the memo, the addendum to the memo, after Mueller's SWAT team broke into Manafort's home, reports were saying with guns drawn at 6 a.m., and got Paul Manafort and his wife from at, at gunpoint out of bed. Really? Did you think he, he, was, he was sitting in there, you know, ready for a shootout on the OK Corral? You know, is this how we treat drug dealers? Is this how we treat mob members? Anyway, so Mueller's prosecutors 
They're going to have to turn over the full unredacted version of the August 2nd memo that the deputy attorney general, the conflicted attorney general, the one attorney general that should be recused in this case, Rod Rosenstein, the one that, in fact, supported the firing of James Comey, will be a witness in this case. And then, of course, he signed one of the FISA warrants. The bulk of information were Russian lies that were paid for by a dossier put together by a foreign national, Christopher Steele, with money funneled through a law firm. Of course, they're not investigating any of that. And the judge said he'd like to see the full memo, which prosecutors submitted to the court after the raid. So basically, Rosenstein gave the permission after the raid, not before the raid. That's a big problem for them. And for another case against Manafort with which um, with more page of redactions. Mueller's prosecutors have urged this memo gives them the authority to bring cases against Manafort related to his work in the Ukraine. Okay, this is uh, uh, this is 10 years before Donald Trump ever thought of running for president. You know, last there was a blog uh, posting in legal insurrection and actually said by the time of the August 2nd memo, Mueller already was investigating Manafort's business dealings and gathering evidence for an indictment which would be unsealed less than three months later. July of 2017, a week before the Rosenstein memo, Mueller's team raided Manafort's home. FBI agents raided his home in, in Alexandria, Virginia, arriving in the pre-dawn hours, you know, seizing documents, other materials related to the special counsel investigation of Russian meddling in the 2016 election. It had nothing to do with any of it. And that raid occurred without warning. Which, of course, is is 101 Andrew Weissman, if you read Sidney Powell's book, License to Lie. Anyway, they go on to say in this piece, the August 2nd, 2017 memo purported to confirm Mueller's authority to go after Manafort's business dealings. But Mueller already was doing that and had been doing that for weeks, culminating in the July 26 home raid. So he went in for permission to do this after, in fact, they did the investigation and after they raided his home. Sorry, I don't see if the if we, if we have equal justice under the law, I don't see how this holds up. Anyway, this midnight raid or 6 a.m. raid on Manafort's home, waking him and his wife with guns drawn. A shocking example of unnecessary bullying on its face intended to intimidate, not just develop evidence, but the fact that it took place before the scope was even authorized and that subsequent authorization took place in secret, stinks to high heaven. This is not going to fly. Not with this judge today. It's not going to fly. You know, when a judge is saying outright that in the Manafort case that the Mueller's aim is to hurt Trump, that ought to be a wake-up call for anybody that believes in the rule of law here. That ought to be a wake-up call for every American. I thought Levin was was so on his game last night, pointing out, you know, Mueller can't dis, disable and, and totally destroy a presidency in the process of all of this. With all this president has accomplished, we're on the verge of of possible denuclearization in the Korean Peninsula. We have our closest ally in the Middle East, Israel, forming a new coalition with the Saudis, Egyptians, Jordanians and Emirates and the U.S., 
And we saw that in spite of all of the blackmail and bribery of the Obama administration and $150 billion in cash, Iran does have a nuclear program. The president is kind of busy. There are other issues he's dealing with. There are ongoing negotiations to release these hostages in North Korea, American hostages. There's ongoing you know, work to be done as it relates to trade concessions that China's making because the president forged a good relationship with the president of China. You know, there's also intellectual property protections that need to take place in all of this. You know, there's a lot of stuff here that is going on. We have the lowest unemployment rate in 14 states ever. Look at the numbers today. 3.9% unemployment. It's almost like full unemployment. Full employment, rather. You know, lowest unemployment rate for African Americans in history. Hispanic Americans in history. Women in the workplace in history. You know, but uh, there's a lot more to this. Also, I've been told by people that that Rod Rosenstein had a, you know, has a has an ethical issue involving all of this and a recusal. That's going to come out before the end of the day. That the judge, the same judge in this case this morning, Judge Ellis, you know, Rod Rosenstein recused himself. Well, if the judge is asking that, he's basically saying to Jeff Sessions, what the hell are you doing? Because Rod Rosenstein was the one that recommended Comey get fired, which means he's a witness in all of this. And the second reason for recusal will be he signed off on the FISA renewal application, which, of course, resulted in lying to a FISA court judge not once, but four times. I mean, to have a federal judge accusing Mueller's prosecutors of lying and that they're full of crap. Wow. This is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable development. And now the president, you know, everyone's saying, well, what is the president going to do? What if he gets subpoenaed by Mueller? Well, we do have a constitutional system. And it would be damaging to the president of the United States if he can't function and do his job. How this president has been able to accomplish and the tax cuts, and energy independence as much as he has. You know what? Under these conditions is frankly nothing short of miraculous. Well, Trey Gowdy lecturing him about, well, you should act like an innocent man. Well, he's, 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 he is acting like an innocent man, saying this is a bunch of crap. There was no collusion. When does it get shut down? Unbelievable. This now, now that we, the, Robert Mueller and his team of partisans, Obama donors, Clinton donors, DNC donors, no Republican donors, Robert Mueller, who worked for Barack Obama, wanted the job with Trump, didn't get it the day after he becomes a special prosecutor because of the leaks of Jim Comey. You know, and I can get into everything else associated with all of this. And I will tell you there, I, I am very impressed with this judge. I am pleasantly surprised at the courage that this judge has shown here. Literally piercing this veil of secrecy in this, in this probe that has gone so far beyond its mandate. Exposing both Mueller and Rosenstein for their deceitful and underhanded tactics in this case. You know, the Justice Department, you may not know this, in the case of Manafort, he was, he was investigated for over a decade. Nothing. 
So Mueller appropriated the files for the very purpose that the judge described. They want Manafort to flip and say something that they can use to impeach the president. That's all this is about. The judge sees right through it. Describing Mueller as someone with unfettered authority here. And he's saying, I demand to see your full unredacted secret scope memo, by the way, that came after the raid. The judge, the judge accusing the prosecutors of lying. Mueller's team. Well, if we ever talked about firing Mueller's team for that, oh, well, how would the left react to that? But the Manafort case was started there. That investigation began 13 years ago by the tax division of the DOJ. That thing was investigated to death. They brought it to life because as they saw it as a pipeline to Trump. Okay, we'll let you off of this or we'll put you in jail for 30 years. Tell us something we want that'll be useful in our campaign against Donald Trump and we'll let you go. I can guarantee you if we ever get a, the interview with General Flynn, how much you want to bet they threaten to go after General Flynn's son or agree that he lied to the FBI? How much you want to bet he fell on the sword for his kid? Because I don't think General Flynn lied to anybody in that, in that particular environment. You know, when, when you have these out-of-control special counsels, if you use the special counsel rules and regulate, Rosenstein has to identify a crime in his initial order. He didn't. In court filings, Mueller admitted he and Rosenstein were deliberately vague when they wrote it. That, con that confession alone means they're violating the regulations. And by the way, that would mean everything involved in this and everything they did is tainted. It's almost like a conspiracy to circumvent the special counsel law. And the secret order that speculated that Manafort colluded with Russia when really this is a tax case about Ukraine from 13 years before Donald Trump ever wanted to run for president. You know what? The judge saw right through it today. It proves that these are corrupt acts. It proves that this is a witch hunt. And that this is spun so far out of control. It also proves Rosenstein has to go, which I've been saying. Special counsel, all the, the whole thing needs to go. Look what it's doing to the country. The president has to govern under these ridiculous conditions. It even gets better because uh, I'm told by a source that was in the courtroom today that the judge, this same Judge Ellis, took a shot at Rod Rosenstein about the issue of recusal. <laughs> this, I, I can only tell you, this does not have, this is the biggest slapdown, beatdown. I think I can ever recall this federal judge in the Manafort case of Robert Mueller and his abusively biased team demanding to see the unredacted versions of the, the mandates, which, by the way, I think I can get a hold of through our investigative reporting. We might have it on the air at Hannity tonight. All right, we got Newt Gingrich to weigh in on this. Geraldo and Dan Mangino will weigh in on this. Uh, Herschel Walker checks in today. We'll get your calls in today. A lot on this Friday. Stay with us. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Glad you're with us on this Friday. We have massive headlines here that we're following. Federal judge accuses Robert Mueller's team of lying to target Trump. Come on, man. That's the Fox News headline. Then we've got Judge in Manafort case says Mueller's aim is to hurt Donald Trump. 
Just a little background. We'll get Newt Gingrich's reaction to all of this. Finally, I would argue at long last, somebody in the judiciary is calling out the Mueller investigation for what it is. This unconstitutional witch hunt in search of a non-existing crime. Now, the federal judge presiding over the Manafort case accused Mueller's prosecutors today of, quote, lying. That's the word Judge T.S. Ellis used today. And the judge also said the only reason that Mueller was pursuing charges against Manafort was to get him to flip on President Trump so that Mueller could make a case of impeachment. Wow. Joining us now, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, uh, Fox News contributor as well. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing well, and I must say this is the most uh, remarkable break we've had so far in the entire saga of uh, Mueller's witch hunt. Uh, you have a U.S. district judge who said this is this is the quote from the news from the Fox News coverage, which I've tweeted out just a few minutes ago myself, uh, because I think it's so important. He says, you don't really care about Mr. Manafort. You really care about what information Mr. Manafort can give you to lead you to Mr. Trump and an impeachment or whatever. Ellis then demanded that they give him the unredacted scope memo, the document originally given him outlining his job. Because, of course, what Manafort did is he went into court and he said, they have indicted me under things that they have no authority to even be looking at. And Elliot went on to say, uh, we don't want anyone with unfettered power. Now, my, my newsletter tomorrow picks this up and this whole thing up. And I, I quote somebody you've had on the show, Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz from Harvard, who says that, that he's totally opposed to anything moving us towards a police state, that this is unbelievably dangerous. Uh, I also quote... Uh, Andy McCarthy, who you know well, who's a former federal prosecutor, uh, he says that Trump should not, uh, under any circumstance, allow um, himself to sit down and be interviewed by Mueller. And, and I point out, Mueller cannot get Trump to speak if Rosenstein does his job, because the truth is that Mueller will have to have Rosenstein's approval to try to subpoena Trump. Well, I think all of that is true. But and then we have the conflicts. We know, of course, that it was Rod Rosenstein that wrote a letter, a stinging rebuke. And you talked about it last time. I don't know the exact words, but to paraphrase that basically the FBI would never recover to its great status with James Comey at the helm. And on top of that, we now have discovered that Rod Rosenstein, he was one of the people that signed off on the FISA warrant application renewal which was the bulk of information was the unverified, uncorroborated Clinton bought and paid for dossier with Russian lies. He signed off on it. He didn't do his due diligence when he signed that document. So that conflicts him out a second way. And and why Jeff Sessions hasn't demanded he step aside, I don't know. It's very odd because, as you just pointed out, and I, I have, uh, I've sent it out and I posted and I think you've posted it, the, the, the Rosenstein memo to President Trump, before Comey was fired, is so devastating and so thorough and concludes, this is Rosenstein now writing it, concludes that as long as Comey's there, they will never fix the FBI. Now, the gap between that guy, the person who wrote that, and the person who's allowed Mueller to run amok uh, is just astonishing to think that the same person could, could be doing both. And, and so I'm partially saying here, Rosenstein should say publicly and explicitly, Mueller will never get authority because he has to get it from Rosenstein. He will never get authority to subpoena the president or to go to a grand jury with the president. There's, there's no excuse for it. And in my uh, newsletter tomorrow, I take, I take McCarthy and Dershowitz and others and lay out the case that the president should simply follow Nancy Reagan's advice 
and just say no. If you go further into this federal judge, his name is T.S. Ellis III out of uh, Alexandria, Virginia. He was, this, this is beyond skeptical here. I mean, for a judge to say that the special counsel is lying, and that's the word he used, and the judge saying the only reason Mueller's pursuing charges against Manafort is to get him to flip, he actually quoted, he said, I don't see what relation this indictment has with what the special counsel is authorized to investigate. You don't really care about Mr. Manafort's bank fraud. What you really care about is what information Mr. Manafort could give you that would reflect on Mr. Trump or lead to his prosecution or his impeachment. I I, I don't think I can recall in my lifetime such a stinging rebuke. And prosecutors are saying on, on Friday that their investigative powers were outlined in Rosenstein's letter to Mueller in May. And uh, they added that he also had the additional authority that, that they could not disclose in the courtroom because it related to the ongoing investigation. But then Ellis, Ellis repeatedly wasn't buying it, characterizing the special counsel's office argument as, quote, well, we said this was what investigation was about what? We're not bound by it. And we are lying. Come on, man. That's what he said. Those are his words. I, I think that, that it's clear that the judge both reached a conclusion about Mueller and his team and at the same time uh, reached a conclusion that he, the judge, was not going to give unfettered power to some prosecutor to run around uh, and try to make a case if the case doesn't agree, it doesn't exist. So I, I think the two weeks from now, I have a very important moment in that courtroom in Alexandria because he has insisted that they come in and bring the unredacted memo giving Miller power, and that he, the judge, not the FBI, not the Justice Department, he, the judge, will decide whether or not that's an appropriate document. Uh, and I think this is a huge setback for Miller's case. Uh, now you have an independent judge who's saying flatly that the Mueller team was lying, uh, which is actually what Giuliani has been saying. Uh, it's what McCarthy has been saying. It's what Dershowitz has been saying. And I think that this uh, is going to have a significant impact as this thing evolves over the next few weeks. Let me read one other line. We don't want anybody in this country with unfettered power. It's unlikely you're going to persuade me, the special prosecutor, has power to do anything he or she wants, he said. The American people feel str- pretty strongly that no one has unfettered power. I mean, I, I actually see this case being thrown out. I'm, if I'm reading into this the right way, I don't see how this judge comes back and says, OK, well, let it go forward. And then I, I, and knowing the special. Oh. Listen, we knew this when Andrew Weissman was appointed, Mr. Speaker. I went over his record again and again and again. Uh, even the latest appointment by Mueller, again, another Democratic donor. You know, Andrew Weissman, his so-called pit bull, according to The New York Times, was waiting in anticipation of Hillary's victory at her victory party in New York at the Javits Center that night. Uh, A guy that has been excoriated twice for withholding exculpatory evidence, a guy that lost 9-0 in the U.S. Supreme Court, sent Merrill executives to jail for a year to be overturned by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. This, This is not somebody you would put on any team that would involve anything involving a president of the United States. Well, that's right. And I think, I think, by the way, what, what you're seeing now uh, with Judge Ellis is sort of the, the, the magic is disappearing from Mueller. And the judge is looking at the facts. And again, I think to have a federal judge in court say to a U.S. Uh, prosecuting team, you are lying, uh, is pretty strong stuff. You say Weissman has a record of this. He has a, you have to wonder why would Mueller have brought him in except 
Mueller wanted a bunch of people who were hunter killers who were going to go out there and get the big game, which of course is the president. Uh, and I think that the I think that uh, Judge Ellis has stripped all of the mystery away from the Mueller investigation and said flatly, "Your interest is in going after President Trump. Your interest is not in, in, in justice. It's not in criminal law." Uh, and I think that this is a pretty devastating indictment of Mueller. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. All right. Now, a lot of questions have, uh, have come up as it relates to whether the president should ever sit down with Mueller. I have a very strong feeling, along with other smart attorneys, that it's a perjury trap. Rudy Giuliani said as much the other night. Your thoughts? Well, my, my whole newsletter that will come out later on today cited Nancy Reagan's theme on drugs and just say no. And my whole point to the president is, they're, they're, if you look at the New York Times proposed questions, they are absurd. Uh, they asked the president to go back 17 months and remember, remember, this is a criminal case. This is not some oral history for the library. The, you have guys in there who want, who want to destroy him, who want him to tell them what he said or what he thought in a particular meeting 17 months ago uh, at a time when the president of the United States is dealing with Russia, Syria, Israel, Saudi Arabia, North Korea, Iran. Go down the list and say to yourself, what, I don't think you or I could remember accurately a meeting 17 months ago. And the way these questions are worded in the New York Times version, they're, they're, they're entirely a trap. They're designed to set the president up for either perjury or obstruction of justice. And there are no circumstances where he should agree to go into that room uh, because the whole thing is a trap, and I think they should call Rosenstein's bluff. I don't think Rosenstein then is going to, particularly given what has happened in Judge Ellis's court today, I don't think Rosenstein is going to give Mueller the authority to take the president of the United States and then compel him to testify. And I think they'll push him right up to the wall on that, and if necessary, go into court on it. Well, I think then it goes all the way to the Supreme Court. And Levin was rightly saying it goes against Justice Department, their own policy, their own procedures, past precedents, and and certainly take it all the way to the Supreme Court. uh, Because if that's what Mueller wants, the type of showdown he wants, then that's the type of showdown he's going to get here. Um, I do think there's not equal justice under the law either. I also think there's we, we don't have the equal application of laws. Uh, We certainly know that Hillary committed felonies, numerous felonies, obstructed justice. And I think the overwhelming incontrovertible evidence is in they fixed and rigged that case, as Rudy Giuliani believes as well in the interview that he had with me the other night. Then you have the whole issue of the FISA court where you had Hillary Clinton bought and paid for foreign national hired funneled money paying for Russian sources, Russian government sources to manipulate the American people. But it's then used as the bulk of information presented in an application to spy on an American citizen, a Trump campaign associate. And they never tell the judge that it's not verified, that it's never corroborated. And they never tell the judges four times with three subsequent renewals that, that in fact, Hillary paid for it all. What is that? That, to me, is lying to a judge. You know, Andy McCarthy had a great line in a recent column. He said, the rules of the game are that the Democrats get away with murder while Republicans get murdered. Uh, and in judicial terms, that's exactly right. Uh, and he, and he, makes the, he makes the point that the Obama campaign had some FEC violations. Uh, they basically settled it with a fine and got rid of it. Uh, at the same time, there was a conservative Republican who had a $20,000 violation. They tried to put him in jail. Yep. Um, 
And this is a constant difference between how conservatives and Republicans are treated by the Justice Department and how liberals are treated. And I think that's where it's refreshing to see this judge take them on. And I think that uh, he has certainly begun to puncture the balloon of whether or not this is a fair investigation. This, this is the single biggest day since this whole thing started. Somebody that actually seems to adhere to the rule of law understands what's really going on here, as we've been pointing out. We'll continue more with Newt Gingrich. Right as we continue with former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. Um, so the president beefed up his, his legal team. Emmett Floyd is now on board. Mayor Giuliani is now on board. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to watch my interview with the former mayor. Uh, but he had some very strong words for Hillary Clinton. She should be in jail. Uh, that James Comey's a pathological liar. Um, that this is a witch hunt and never should have begun. And he ple- was pleading with Jeff Sessions and Rod Rosenstein to do the right thing and put an end to this madness. What is Jeff? Se- what is Jeff Sessions doing? Well, I think this is where the question of uh, whether or not Miller can actually move towards a subpoena begins to be very real. Um, and I think that Rosenstein uh, is the one who really is in the crosshairs and that, that Sessions has to sit down and say, look, you know, uh, you've got to be prepared to stand up and do your job. And if you can't, you need to leave. Uh, and, I, and I think we're, we're way beyond the point where anything that Sessions said about recusing himself matters because none of this anymore relates to Russia. Uh, and so the, the reason that Sessions gave, because he was under great pressure, remember, uh, because of, of the whole Russian question, um, no longer is valid, and Sessions should reclaim being the attorney general of the entire department. And the objective fact is that nothing Miller's doing today has anything to do with Russia. It has everything to do with trying to find a way to get the president either on obstruction or on perjury, and neither of those relate to the reason that uh, you had uh, that you had Sessions uh, originally recuse himself. What do you think of Rod Rosenstein? We do have separation of powers. Congress has been trying and, and stymied and stonewalled by the DOJ over subpoenaed materials they've been asking for. And Rosenstein said that he's not going to be extorted. What did you make of that remark? Well, that's a goofy remark because the truth is that Congress has a legitimate right to demand the information. Uh, and I think they can either subpoena him or they can just start cutting off funding. Uh, you know, the, the Congress is not powerless in a fight with the executive branch. Uh, but in this case, it's really strange. You have the Congress trying to get information. And I, and I, I just saw that the FBI indicated that some information that people were asking for in the Freedom of Information Act, they might be able to get them by October. Uh, now, that's just a deliberate stall. And I think that there's an absurdity going on here, as you know, uh, and, 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 you, and I think you're likely to see both the House and Senate Judiciary Committee chairman take very strong measures uh, to compel justice to send over the material. All right, Mr. Speaker, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Uh, we will have all the latest information on Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Your calls are coming up next. Our news roundup with Geraldo Rivera and Dan Bongino on this very topic. Herschel Walker starts, uh, stops by today and much more as we continue. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. I mean, just amazing news that we have here today. I mean, this is the biggest Mueller beatdown day that we have seen to date. I mean, an excoriation by this judge. Finally, there is somebody that is standing up to what has become an abuse of power at a massive level. 
You know, look at the team that was put together from the get-go. Doesn't mean this is the end, but it certainly gives hope that there are people that get it, that understand that the justice system is not to be played with in this country. And the same with the rule of law and everything else in between. Manafort judge is now ordering Mueller to produce the Rosenstein memo that authorized the no-knock raid. Really? I mean, did you have to come in guns blazing to make a big deal about it? When, in fact, he could have surrendered willingly with his attorney in his living room or stay outside where you can see him when you pull up? You know, we're not talking about drug dealers and the mob here and murderers here. Never mind the fact that none of what the Manafort case was about, same with General Flynn, to be honest, had a thing to do with Trump-Russia collusion. And then the double standard, which I talk about all the time. I won't go into it now. I want to get to some of the phones here. 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the pro- uh, program. We got Scott is in Staten Island. Scott, hi. How are you? The all-new AM710, WOR, the talk hey, of New York. Hey, Sean. How are you? I'm good, sir. Um. It's really getting ridiculous with um, Mueller, okay? He acts like he runs the country. Um, it's actually like a Twilight Zone episode, what's happening right now. Um, the president seems like he really – he's doing everything he could possibly do right now for the country. Nope, nobody's talking about it. And then, you know, you got Mueller sitting up there just looking down upon everybody and the president as if this man – is the complete horrible, horrible person that he's portraying this guy to be. I believe that um, Mueller is a sick, sick man, and he just gets off on putting people in prison. And that's it. Look, I don't know Mueller personally. I'm, I'm looking at the people that he's appointed. I'm looking at the partisan nature of it. I'm looking at the ethical issues that many of these these people have. And I'm saying to myself, uh, I don't like it. It's uh, it's obviously he has stacked the deck. His yeah. tactics have been overly aggressive. You know, there is something that is called prosecutorial discretion in these cases here. You know, it's the same thing. It reminds me of the, the Scooter Libby case. Right. Uh, it's Patrick. The, you know, the, remember the charge was that Patrick Fitzgerald was supposed to find the leaker as it relates to. The Valerie Plame case, because she was a covert operative. Well, it turned out she wasn't a covert operative anyway, number one. Number two, he found out on either day one or day two that the leaker was Richard Armitage. Right. And he right. kept going and going and going and going. And, uh, and it was the same thing this judge was excoriating Robert Mueller's team for today. Right. And that is they wanted Scooter Libby to say something about Vice President Cheney because they wanted to get Cheney. Right. And Scooter Libby would never do it because he wasn't going to make up a lie. And that's what they want them to do. And that's what I can't understand because, you know, they talk about everybody wants truth, truth. But obviously they don't. They want people to just lie. And, Sean, I don't understand Sessions. Sessions, why hasn't he been fired? I, I Listen, I don't know what he's doing. And I, at the times, he gives you a little glimmer of hope. Right. But it's his department that is slow walking the investigations into everything that Congress has been wanting and, and demanding and subpoenaing doc, documents for. And the fact that it's Rod Rosenstein himself, who's conflicted, 
you know, he's he's the guy that said Comey should be fired. He's witness A. Exactly. I don't know how you say that the the president fired him for obstruction when Rosenst- Rosenstein's the guy that said it. Exactly, and, Sean. Exactly. And then on t- and then on top of it. You know, then he's one of the guys that signed off on that ridiculous FISA warrant with the bulk of information, unproven, unverified lies from Russia from a foreign national paid for by Hillary. It's the the whole thing. You can't even make this up. And it needs to come to an end. If uh, if Otherwise, this is not going to end well for the country, the whole thing. As of now, it's not going well for anybody in the country. You know, how we go from Russia collusion, then you actually find some Russian lies paid for for one candidate used to get a FISA warrant to spy on an American. Well, I'd love to hear from these FISA judges that were lied to. This is unbelievable. That's why everything that we thought the, the liberal media was telling us is all flipped on them. Anyway, Scott, you have a great weekend. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike is in Jacksonville, Florida, WOKV. What's up, uh, Mike? How are you? Happy Friday, sir. Hey, thanks, John. Um, yeah, that was my question. I saw your interview with uh, Mayor Giuliani, and my big takeaway after watching the whole interview is, where is Jeff Sessions? It's it's um, it's amazing that the mayor has talked about all of these crimes and nothing's happened. Um, so, yeah, you know, I wonder is is Sessions either part of the swamp or is he afraid of being destroyed by the Democrats? But but either way, he's not doing anything. So, I mean, could the president just say, hey, Sessions isn't doing anything, and I'm going to give this whole thing 60 or 90 days, and if it doesn't get wrapped up, I have the constitutional right to end this. Listen, make that under Article 2, he can fire Rosenstein, Rosenstein, he can fire Sessions, he can fire Mueller, he can do the whole thing. And then, then it becomes a, a political disaster for the country. I mean, and he said this week, I might at some point have to step in here. And it's some because it's run amok. This is not how a justice system is supposed to work. That's what made this one judge today. One judge finally understood it and stated it and was unequivocal in his condemnation of it. And he nailed what these prosecutors do day in and day out. They don't care about Paul Manafort in 2005 and six. They never have. All they want is, well, what can can you give me information to, to get the president, even if you have to make it up. And now, so he, so if you're facing 30 years in jail and the guy saying, I'll make a deal with you, just give me something that is incriminating against this person and you go free. That's a pretty tempting offer when you're facing 30 years in jail. And if people don't have integrity, they would say, they'd, they'll say anything to get out of 30 years in prison. That's why I've never understood criminals, you know, you know look at the case of Sammy the Bull Gravano. You know, okay, flipped on 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 John Gotti, but he still had killed nineteen people. You know, and he got a free, he got a pass. He got to live a new identity, new life out in Arizona. You know, it's it, at that point, it's I, I I just don't agree with the maybe a lessening of the sentence, maybe twenty five years in jail for nineteen murders, but not to go free and get put in a witness protection program. I don't know. The whole thing, we really well, we need to be careful because and, and the fact that Hillary goes free, we're criminalizing political differences here. Hillary did commit crimes. They did rig the investigation. There was Russian interference in this election. Hillary paid for Russian lies to manipulate the American people. 
And then they lied to a FISA court judge in an original application and three subsequent applications. Rod Rosenstein signed off on one of them. Uh, Levi, our friend from Detroit, Michigan. What's up, Levi? How are you, my friend? On, my, what's going on, my brother from another mother? Mr. Levi, I miss your voice. It's been too long. I'm glad you're still with us. What's going on, my friend? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me say this, man. I would have never imagined in a thousand years that I would be defending Donald Trump. Let me start off by saying that. You're talking to a staunch liberal, someone who has voted uh, Democrat all my life. Very progressive in my thinking. But I'll say this to you, brother. He should fire Mueller. And the reason why I say that is because I agree that it is a witch hunt. You know, there's a, a turning of the tide here, uh, Sean, where you have a lot of free-thinking African-Americans. Now, do I agree with the Republican Party and the conservative agenda 100%? No, I do not. However, I have to call it how I see it. And when I see President Trump being opposed on all sides, even by those within the Republican establishment, I ask myself, could this guy be all that bad? I voted for Barack Obama twice, and I'll say it openly for anyone to hear, that I felt that he did, in fact, turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to what was going on, not only throughout all the major cities in America, but the carnage that was taking place in Chicago, where he was from. So I'm not going to walk lockstep with any group, any political party. I'm going to call it from now on how I see it. I agree with Kanye West that we have to subscribe to free thought if we're going to move America forward. And that's my comment, my dear brother. All right, my friend. My uh, Yeah, we are brothers. How many years we've been together now? You've been calling this program. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even count them, bro. I used, I used to give you such a hard time about, about Louis Farrakhan. I gave you such a hard time, and now you don't even like Farrakhan. Oh, you cry. I love Minister Farrakhan. That's our Pope. You know I love Farrakhan. I'll never <laughs> renounce I'll never renounce him. <laughs> but I'm just keeping it real, bro. That's all I can do is keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. All right, my friend. God bless you. Have a great weekend, Levi. 800-941-SEAN. A toll-free telephone number. Marianne is in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Hey, Marianne, how are you? We're glad you called. Happy Friday. I'm I'm doing great. Happy Friday to you also, Sean. Thank, Thank you for you. taking my call. Thank you. I. I just wanted to say that I uh, attended the Trump rally in uh, Washington, Michigan on Saturday, and the enthusiasm was, oh, my gosh, it was crazy. It was wonderful. And the one thing I took away from it was that he actually brought up Maxine Waters' name and the impeachment and that. Yeah, P- impeach 45, impeach 45, like a broken exactly. record. Exactly. Exactly. And that um, he was saying that and he hasn't done anything wrong and he hasn't done anything wrong. And as you said earlier, they're looking for anything they can find. And I guess my point is that going into the 2018 election, we need to really look at who we're going to back and make sure that the that the House and Senate are secure so they cannot advance this impeachment. Because they'll look for anything they can do. Listen, I will tell you right now, and this is, I say this with all my heart, this is, this is a scary, scary time here. And it's scary for a lot of reasons. Because this election now is a referendum on whether the country wants to go down that road of impeachment. 2018 will now go down in history as one of the most important midterm elections ever. Spread the word, because by the time November comes, everybody's got to understand what is on the line here. It's a lot. 
It's about undoing a presidential election. Uh, Listen, you have a great weekend, Marianne. Right as we head back to our busy telephones here, we say hi to Kurt is in Texas. Kurt, hi. How are you? Glad you called, sir. Sean, you're imminent. How are you doing? (laughs) No, no, thank you. I I don't want the job. I appreciate it, though. All all glory to those above. (laughs) Well, hey, I got I got one um, suggestion for you and then one theory. Okay. so first I'll start with the suggestion. Don't call Robert Mueller special counsel or special prosecutor. This guy is nothing more than a special pretender. And that's what he needs to be called because he's just pretending. So moving on from that. Okay. I believe that uh, I have a theory that possibly uh, the reason why Sessions and Rosenstein are not doing anything as far as, you know, moving this investigation along or even Sessions jumping in and saying, hey, look, this now has nothing to do with Russia collusion. So we need to you know, put an end to this is because they both know that if they do that and then this comes to a close, they're going to be fired because obviously Trump does not approve of what they're doing and have been doing, and they're going to lose all the power that they have. I think today is the beginning of a long process. It's going to be long, unfortunately. I wish it was going to be faster, where this whole thing is going to come crumbling down, and I think you're going to see a desperation evolve in in the deep state that we've never seen before. Um, Yeah, look, we see it in the ratcheted up, investigations and attacks on yours truly. I mean, you know, the, the, there there are those that hate what we have been able to do here, and that is expose this corruption and expose this abuse of power and debunk lies as it relates to Trump-Russia collusion and get the truth to the American people. So, you know, there is uh, there, there's certainly a price to pay when you take on these people in power. But I can't imagine an America where they win, because if they win, we're Venezuela. God help us. we got to protect that which so many fought, bled, and died for. And that's the Constitution, the rule of law, equal justice under the law, equal application of our laws. All right, got to take a break. News Roundup Information Overload is next. Geraldo Rivera and Dan Bongino straight ahead as we continue this Friday edition of The Sean Hannity Show. You have... A group of investigators, and they say that I am not a target, and I'm not a target. But you have a group of investigators that are all Democrats. In some cases, they went to the Hillary Clinton celebration that turned out to be a funeral. So you have all these investigators, they're Democrats. In all fairness, Bob Mueller worked for Obama for eight years. You look at the statements that were made, if you take a look as an example at the Rod Rosenstein letter to me prior to the firing of James Comey. Just read it. Put it in the air. Your viewers don't know about it. Put that letter on the air. It very much speaks very loudly. And that's just one thing. Bottom line is, bottom line is, I want to talk to the people in charge if they can prove that it's a fair situation. The problem we have is that you have 13 people, they're all Democrats, and they're real Democrats, they're angry Democrats, and that's not a fair situation. Thank you very much. Secretary Clinton is someone deeply enmeshed in the rule of law, respect for institutions, a lawyer. There is evidence that they were extremely careless 
in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. All right. That, of course, the president responding to this witch hunt. And, you know, look at the hypocrisy of James Comey, president praising Hillary Clinton as someone that actually respects the rule of law. And she's a lawyer. Oh, okay, really? When uh, we know all the crimes she committed, mishandling classified top secret special access programming information. Interestingly, Comey himself may now be facing the same exact investigation in his violation of of the information he gave out to three people he now hired as his attorneys, uh, which he never should have done, which is illegal. And Hillary then, of course, wasn't obstructing justice when she acid washed the computer and deleted subpoenaed emails and broke up her devices. But the big news of the day is we start our news roundup information overload. Finally, at long last, we have a judge that has excoriated and called out Robert Mueller and this witch hunt investigation that he is involved in. Now, this was in the Paul Manafort case earlier today, and literally the judge's name is T.S. Ellis, and he accused Mueller's prosecutors, his words, of lying. And Judge Ellis said the only reason Mueller was pursuing charges against Manafort was to get him to flip on President Trump so Mueller could make a case for impeachment. I mean, I almost felt like, you know, taking a a dive in the pool to be happy. It's, It's finally so refreshing somebody's getting it. Anyway, this judge in Alexandria, Virginia, you know, expressing really deep skepticism today about the validity of the indictments against Manafort. And Manafort appeared in court early today seeking the dismissal of the charges outlined in the Virginia indictment. The judge appeared very receptive and his lawyers were arguing that because the counts were not directly related to the Russia investigation, they should be dismissed. So the judge literally told Mueller's prosecutors, quote, I don't see what relation this indictment has to do has to has with the special counsel is authorized to investigate. You don't really care about Mr. Manafort's bank fraud. What you really care about is what information Mr. Manafort could give you that would reflect on Mr. Trump or lead to his prosecution or impeachment. Prosecutors said Friday that their investigative powers were outlined in both Rod Rosenstein's letter appointing Mueller in May and a memo that he issued in August, and they added that he also had additional authority that they could not disclose in the courtroom because it was related to an ongoing investigation and could affect national security. But Ellis reportedly wasn't buying any of this. The judge characterizing the special counsel's office is uh, the special counsel office's argument is, quote, we said this is this was what the investigation was about, but we're not bound by it. And we were lying. Come on, man. His words. Now, the judge didn't immediately rule on the motion to dismiss, but it's it's fascinating. And although Mueller's authority has been tested in court before, this hearing today is notable as this judge now and his decision as he's wades into the you know device of political debate around the investigation. I mean, think about this. You really don't care about Mr. Manafort's bank fraud. He told the prosecutor at times losing his temper today. And Ellis said prosecutors were interested in Manafort because of his potential to provide material that would lead to Trump's prosecution or impeachment, the judge said. We don't want anyone in this country with unfettered power, he went on. It's unlikely you're going to persuade me the special prosecutor has power to do anything he or she wants, Ellis said. The American people feel pretty strongly that no one has unfettered power. And when the prosecution tried to answer the questions about the investigation, et cetera, et cetera, you know, none of that information has to do with the information related 
to Russian government coordination in the campaign of Donald Trump. And then Ellis posed a hypothetical question, speaking as if he were the prosecutor, about why Mueller's office referred a criminal investigation about Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohn, to New York authorities and kept the Manafort case in Virginia. They're not interested in it because it didn't further our core effort to get Trump, Ellis said, mimicking a prosecutor in the case. Wow. Geraldo Rivera joins us. Stan Bongino joins us. Geraldo, you're an attorney. That is a beatdown. That is a slapdown. It really is a, a stunning uh, and courageous stance by the judge. He's calling a spade a spade. He's piercing all the political and legal mumbo-jumbo, the niceties, and he is telling us that the emperor has no clothes. He's basically telling us, uh, you know, that the prosecutor's ruthless and highly focused motivation was to torpedo and sabotage the president of the United States. I think that it is. I have never in uh, my long uh, career, I have never heard a judge so frank and so direct and so dramatic in his uh, assessment of a special prosecutor. In other words, here you have Mueller with his demeanor and his reputation and his august air uh, and his uh, his patrician daring and uh, this is nobility personified. And this judge says, "Hey, wait a second. That's not uh, that's not what's really happening. This guy is uh, is full of it. What he wants is a is a harshly political uh, resolution." Uh, ending in an impeachment of a sitting president. I think it's very stunning, Sean. I think it's stunning, and it could actually, I think I think now this is going to be the beginning of a very long process where there's going to be more of these moments because I, obviously the I, I can't wait to hear from the FISA judges, for example, Dan Bongino, that were presented unverified, uncorroborated, Clinton bought and paid for Russian lies and weren't told that Hillary Clinton paid for the propaganda. I can't wait to hear from them because, you know, I kind of I kind of know judges a little bit and they kind of like to be referred to as, yes, your honor. No, your honor. Yes, ma'am. No, ma- no, sir. Yes. Yes, yes sir. No, ma'am. Uh, they're not going to tolerate being lied to at such a spectacular level like this. Right, Sean, and it seems highly unlikely at this point that they were told the truth. I mean, think about this, right? If the basis for this spying operation and these FISA warrants was a spying operation against Carter Page, at least that we know that much according to publicly released reporting and documents. If Carter Page is the, the greatest Russian spy of our generation, you can't have it both ways. And why is he out doing media interviews all over the place on the media running free today? You understand how this thing makes no sense? court designed to take down terrorists to spy on a campaign, an opposing political campaign, while the Barack Obama team was in power, yet the guy you used to do it is still running free. That says to me you had nothing the entire time. You know, I said on your Fox show the other night, I said, listen, you can't fabricate collusion that didn't happen. They have no case, John. They are investigating Trump. They are not investigating the crime. This couldn't be any clearer. I reading the tea leaves here, and I never like to do this in, in any type of court proceeding, especially Supreme Court arguments, Geraldo, and this wasn't the Supreme Court, but I don't see this judge in any way uh, going along with Mueller's team. And I, I, I sense here that these charges are going to be dropped for the very purpose that had nothing to do with the special counsel charge of Rod Rosenstein. At the very least, Sean, what you'll see is an extended litigation where the government will appeal the judge's very pointed ruling. 
and, and very, very harsh ruling. I think they'll do it uh, to try to redeem their own reputation. But I, I think that what has happened is here you have a sitting federal judge who has basically announced to the world that the special counsel's entire intent has been to use whatever means necessary to take down the 45th president of the United States by going after Manafort, by going after uh, extracting the police from Gates, uh, uh, Flynn, uh, General Flynn, uh, the Michael Cohen flamboyant raid in, in New York. Uh, I think that you'll have, a, you'll have a similar, I believe, a similar finding or a, certainly a, a similar argument in the New York and the Southern District case with the raid on the attorney's office, it is pretty clear that you have a rabid desire that is a political rather than legal or just uh, goal. Sure. Quick break. We will come back. Final half hour. Oh, our friend uh, Herschel Walker stops by. That's going to be fun. Love Herschel. He's just uh, given a position by the president. We'll get to that and more this Friday edition of the Sean Hannity Show. All right, as we continue with Dan Bongino and Geraldo Rivera here on the Sean Hannity Show, you know, I, I just, if I, I'm thinking if I'm the prosecutor in that case and that judge is saying it to me, I am humiliated today. I am embarrassed today. And at some point, this is, you know, so often with these prosecutors, they lose all perspective. If, if you listen to, for example, Mike Caputo and, and his very, very passionate description of what they did to destroy his family. You know, he said this is a punishment strategy. I think they want to destroy the president. They want to destroy his family. They want to destroy his business. They want to destroy his friends so that no billionaire in, say, 15 years is ever going to wake up and say, you know what? The country's broken, and I think I'm the only one that can fix it. His wife will say, are you crazy? Look what they did to Donald Trump and everybody around him. This guy, Michael Caputo, lost his home because of legal fees while he was trying to serve his country but now had to spend all of this money hiring lawyers. He's now back living with his father. He's on TV tonight with us. These are real lives, Dan. And, and Sean, we cannot let this stand. This is a very deliberate strategy. Understand this, that they did this for a reason. That Caputo piece, by the way, is incredible. And he says at the end, damn you to hell for doing this. They took six figures from this guy, $125,000, came out of his kid's college fund. He had a move now has to go to the money again to pay all these legal bills. Because what? Because he did exactly what you just said. He had the temerity, and I say that sarcastically, to go work for a Republican campaign. Uh, Sean, this is a message. The message being sent here is anyone who touches Donald Trump is going to go down, and we are going to use the machine of government to attack you, bankrupt you, and bankrupt your kids, all based on a lie. Sean, you and I both know it. If we thought for a second that Donald Trump campaign had sincerely uh, colluded with the Russians to overturn an election in the United States, Republicans would be the first one out there. A lot of us swamp rats don't like this guy either, even on the Republican side. There's nothing there, Sean. They ruined this guy's life. They're ruining the president's life, his kid's life, and anyone in his orbit, all because they won an election. That is it. There is nothing, nothing there. Yeah, well, there is nothing there. Um, where does it go? All this talk this week about Rudy Giuliani, Mark Levin, I think, was just dead on accurate last night. All the constitutional power really is with the president, Geraldo. Um, you know, all this talk about the president's going to sit down here. They, they, they do not have the power. You know, if the president uses his powers under Article 2, for example, the president could end all of this. He hasn't done it. He's tried to patiently go through the process. But the president 
you know, it, it is not as complicated if the Constitution is on the side of the president. He has the ability to end this anytime he wants, but he hasn't wanted to do that. But at the end of the day, the president can do that. In other words, you know, and, and what he should be doing is taking and challenging every move by Mueller that is an abuse of power and abuse of th- his authority and abuse of the mandate that was set down originally in this case. Can do, though, Sean, is different than should do. What has to happen now, in my view, is you need urgent discussions between the president's counsel and the special counsel on agreeing, and it could be in the context of the special counsel must limit the scope of what he's doing. There's not a person on earth who could withstand an entire unlimited, highly skilled, highly motivated, highly partisan uh, attack by uh, uh, prosecutors like the team Mueller has assembled. Nobody could withstand that, much less someone who's lived as flamboyant a life as President Trump has. Well, nobody good is ever going to want to run for office, ever. Well, I, but that be that as it may, right now our concern is this president. No. And I think that firing Mueller will not solve the problem. I think well, I've gotta, getting I, Mueller into a, a, some kind of scale where he can pledge before the court that this is what I'm going to do, placate or satisfy this judge's concerns. I'm not. New York was a was a mistake. Uh, Manafort's got to be limited. Uh, now let, let's decide what the special counsel is doing. And I think the I'd love to see Congress, including Democrats, support the president in terms of his his uh, his righteous mm-hmm. uh, anguish over the unbridled nature of this investigation. I got to let it end there. Thank you both for being with us. 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. So happy Friday. Incredible news-breaking day today. We'll have more, obviously, on this beatdown of Mueller uh, on Hannity tonight at 9. But first, we got some other breaking news. President Trump made an appointment. Bill Belichick, coach of the New England Patriots, and Herschel Walker, friend of this program, to his brand-new sports council. I couldn't be happier, and it's always a privilege, an honor, and a pleasure to welcome back one of the greatest, best football players and athletes of all time. Herschel Walker's back with us. How are you, my friend? Hello there. How are you doing? Um, I am so happy for you. I mean, how long has this been in the works? And- well, yeah, I hate to say it's been in the works a long time. You know, I've known uh, President Trump for a long time, and I'm happy to be a part of his council because, you know, I started out with him, and the football sort of arena and now to be back on the president fitness council is is important because this is something i've been working on there in washington for 18 years talking to congress about physical education and now with the president now putting me on the fitness council uh, i'm proud of that and i'm happy and i'm just happy to be back with him because of everything going on around i'm happy to be there you are a big president trump supporter as i am um, you've known him a long time. You watch these attacks against him every day. What do you think? I'm sad and I'm mad at the same time because they're trying everything they can to get this guy to office. This guy won a legitimate uh, election, won a legitimate election, but they're trying everything they can to get him out of office. And I think it's sad because he's doing so many great things. And instead of them trying to get him out of office, why don't they help? You know, that's what I think these people got to do is they got to remember if we help, we can continue to be a great country. 
But if they continue to do what they're doing, that's just showing that people in Washington have been doing their job. Because yep. this man is doing this without their help. So that meaning that if they pitch in, we can do even better. You know, I, I give out statistics, and, and maybe people's eyes roll over. I don't know. I, I hope they don't because I think the statistics that I give out are important. And we're looking at an America now where 14 states have record low unemployment numbers, record low. The unemployment number is 3.9%. You have record low unemployment for the African-American community, for the, uh, for the Hispanic community, for women in the workforce. You're seeing more jobs, more production, more people have more money in their pocket with their tax cuts. The president is doing the unthinkable with little rocket man Kim Jong-un, who's crossed the DMZ to meet the South Korean president. And he's talking about uh, an agreement that would end with the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. Um, and on top of that, he's he's made breakthrough strides with China that we've never had before to get free and fair trade as the Chinese president has capitulated on intellectual property, on trade barriers, et cetera. So, you know, he, and, and he defeated ISIS. And now we're on a path towards energy independence. And he's talking about controlling our borders. And he's had to do all of this with Robert Mueller and company who got the biggest beatdown in court today, you know, breathing down his neck. Well, I think that's the problem you have is you're the only one that's doing it. You know, you look at Fox, they're the only one that's that, that talking the truth. And I said, that's what's sad. You know, everyone now is worried about Donald Trump, worried about what happened with Mrs. Clinton. You know what? This is over. Right now, he's the president. And I think we need to have people in this country that respecting that. You're the only one giving those statistics out which the American people need to know that. And I think they're starting to get tired because they see that. I think they see that he's doing a good job. They see that he's doing it. You look at his approval rating, that's came up. It has came up. And I think the American people are starting to say, hey, you know what, we're tired of this. And you and I've said it many times. The problem we have in Congress today, the problem we have in this country today has nothing to do with presidents we're electing right now. The problem we have is a Congress that don't get along, won't even let him become the, won't even let him be the leader. How in the world can you be elected to office and not be able to lead or elect the people you want to even be in, in that office with you? They won't even let him elect the people he won't in the office with him. And I think that's sad. I, I think it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, anyway, let me uh, let me go on. You know, it was funny. Last time you were in studio. I guess people just think I'm a liar and that I don't work out. I don't work out as hard as you, but I thought I did a pretty strenuous workout, you know, as I do at least 100, sometimes 200 push-ups in a day, and I do 100 sit-ups absolutely every day, and I train mixed martial arts. You train mixed martial arts. And uh, we got down on the ground together, and we actually videotaped it, and it went fairly viral among my audience. And uh, so how did I do? Well, Sean, I'm going to tell you, you impressed me. And this is coming from Herschel Walker. A lot of people don't impress me. You know, and you impress me because, you know, when I first, when we first met, I said, you look good. I said, you look good. I said, you look like you've been working out. And when you got down on the floor with me and started doing the push-ups, I said, you have been working out. And I was impressed. And like I said, I do do a lot of push-ups and sit-ups. And I don't I know how many, how, you, out. how many push-ups you do, what, 1,500 a day? I, I do about 1,500 a day, about 3,500 sit-ups. And, you know, I, uh, I'm always working out. And right now, being on the President Fitness Council, I better work out because I tell people all the time, you got to practice what you preach. If you're going to talk about it, you got to be able to do it. And that's what I've been doing all my life. And, the, I, and I try to encourage people to do that. Listen, I, I don't know how you do so many. I, listen, I do an hour, hour and a half training every day, five days a week. 
and I've gotten stronger than I've ever been in my life. I've been doing it, uh, well, I guess, maybe I probably am now in my sixth year doing this. Uh, I got my second degree brown belt recently. I'm working towards my black belt in mixed martial arts. It's an eclectic blend of Kempo, Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Krav Maga, and boxing. And it's uh, it's a hard art, and it's real fighting, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm proud of it. But I, I can't imagine if I didn't start this when I was 50, I'd be, you know, fat and flabby and out of shape. And, and I can't imagine. I, I have more energy now than I did when I was 40. Well, I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. Exercise gives you energy. And that's why I try to tell, tell people about our kids in school. The problem we have in school today is people are trying to remove physical education out of schools. And I'm saying, guys, we got to give kids uh, activities that they have to do because it gives them energy. And it has been proven that grades are better and also even in the workplace. And, you know, and, and, even, and I'm not talking about this council right now, but what I want to say is I've been saying this for years, that I'm talking about physical education is more than just getting out, kicking a soccer ball or just running around. We're talking about health care. We're talking about how it's going to keep people healthy. And that's what I've been preaching all my life. I, yeah. I, and I consider myself a healthy guy. What do you think of all these guys? I mean, you had an amazing, you know, uh, career. I mean, just just phenomenal, actually. You know, SEC Player of the Year, All-American. Um, I mean, you know, you do mixed martial arts. You, you rushed 8,225 uh, yards in your NFL career. I mean, just phenomenal receiving yards, about 5,000 of those. What do you think about this head injury issue involving NFL players? Because I know for a fact that, you know, a lot of guys have had their bell rung so often, it really it kind of detaches their brain uh, from their skull somewhat, and it, it does cause severe damage. Well, you know, that is, that is real, and I think it is, a, it is a problem that I think the NFL is trying to address, and I said it, they're trying to address it. And I think they've got to address it. But one of the things they have to also address is determining what is a concussion and what is not. You know, everyone that's uh, have problems in the NFL is not from concussion. And, uh, you know, I'm not to preach Herschel Walker again, but, you know, I, I work with the military. And one of the things I say sometimes, sometimes, guys, you may do things out of uh, bad habits. You may do things because you have a coping problem. And what I mean by that is sometimes you have problems because you're trying to cope with other problems you have, whether it's alcohol or drugs, that has nothing to do with concussion. So sometimes you got to determine what's a concussion and what your problem really is. And what I say is water the root, not just the limbs on the tree. Let's water the roots and get down to what the problem is, and we can help that tree to grow. And yeah. that's what I've learned in my life, that you get down to what the serious problems are, and we can determine what, what can help you to blossom. All right. We're really proud uh, uh, to be your friend, uh, your incredible inspiring uh figure for everybody you make me feel like my workout's little but i think it's big in my own mind uh president uh, trump appointing bill belichick and our herschel walker to his new sports council herschel it's always an honor my friend god bless you and thank you for uh, sharing all this hey, with you, you with us and uh we look forward to seeing what you and belichick can do together It'll be fun hey thank you i'm, I'm honored to be on the president fitness council and sean you always impress me and i'm always watching you and it takes people like you to keep this country doing the things that it do uh listen you know what i'm just one little spoke in the wheel that's how i look at it. it's like a team right you need you need blockers it is. you need guys on the front line you need a quarterback you need people to run you need people to play defense so it's all part of an effort all right my friend all god right, bless hey, you thank you this effort's right. to save the country and not let them undermine a duly elected president who's doing a great job 
All right, let's going to wrap things up for today uh, with all this breaking news. We'll have all of it tonight. The Mueller beatdown in court today on the Manafort case. Also, the Meadows and Jordan letter absolutely demanding that they hand over what Rod Rosenstein had as the mandate for this investigation. We'll get into all of the Sarah Carter, Greg Jarrett, Sebastian Gorka, David Limbaugh, Michael Caputo, Ari Fleischer, and Monica Crowley all coming up 9 Eastern. Have a great weekend. We'll see you tonight at 9, back here on Monday. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.